Hey there, everyone, and welcome once again to our Panthers Nation Network podcast. Jeff Taylor Knight, joined by Shantice and Tyler. Jack gets the night off. Uh, hi, guys. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Can't really complain. You know, just you know, just making it day by day. Tyler, doing well, man. Yeah, doing well. You know, we got you know one more game of football this season. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, you know, it, I'm, I'm I'm glad we made it here. Uh, it was a long long journey, but we made it. I agree. I, you know, back in whenever, who would have thought we'd have been here? So um, kudos to them for getting it done. Um, I know they had their ups and downs, but I think they handled it well. And um, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll look at one more game and, and go from there. But um, let's start with that real quick. Um, two games this weekend, the AFC and NFC Championship. Um, and what I want to do is talk about the AFC first because the NFC will lead me into another discussion. But as for me, the AFC Championship game, I, I don't, it was just – it. I, it was weird. It just it, it looked like two teams, one who had been there and one who had not. Uh, and, and that's what I took away from it was you, you take the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been there three years in a row. You know, they lose to Brady in overtime. They beat the Titans last year. And then, you know, the Bills just – I don't want to say it didn't look like they didn't belong. It just – it seemed um, they just – you know, they were they were just the experience factor to me. That was number one. Number two – and I could argue this all day long with everybody. And I know you guys won't roll your eyes. L- listen, Mahomes gets the job done and he's a good quarterback. But I did he throw anything over 30 yards? I, I don't, I mean, I, I know Tyreek, you know, makes him, you know, listen, and, and Tyreek is a fast man. <laughs> that one play, I think he took it at, you know, 70 yards or something, man. I'm just like, wow. But um, just I, so that's my two thoughts. I, I mean, I know Mahomes was, and he had a great listen. He's a great player. I get it and stuff. I just, you know, I I wonder how much Kelsey and 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 that system and all of that makes him. Um, although we'll get to that in a minute, whether a system makes a player or not. But um, anyway, just y'all's thoughts. Uh, Tyler, why don't you go first on the AFC? Man, yeah, you you hit it right on the head. The Chiefs looked comfortable. They weren't nervous. They looked like they you know, knew what to do there. They were they were comfortable in that spot. The Bills, it was it was a mess, you know, from the coach down to the bottom of the roster. You could tell. Um, so that that was the biggest thing there. And it's just tough to keep up with that Chiefs offense, you know. <clears throat> Even though, you know, the Bills have built something special on offense, and Josh Allen's really coming to his own. But it's so hard to keep up with them, especially you know you got to come in with a plan and you got to execute it perfectly to be to keep up with that explosive offense like that. And you know, a turnover or two against the Chiefs, you know that that could be that might be it. Yeah, you know, even even though the Bills, they um you got to capitalize off you know big plays, and they they didn't, they didn't, they. Didn't. You know, ended up having to kick field goals, which uh, right. that, that's what you know, that's what that was the difference in that game. You know, they they even had they won the special teams battle there with the muff punt for a for right. a uh, an onside kick. You know, so so you got to you got to make uh, the most of those opportunities, and that's why they lost. Yeah. Shanti's thoughts. Biggest thing I saw was there is a sizable gap between Kansas City and the field, and you you, you see, it, and it was happened the last two playoffs. Uh, Kansas City got down last year against Houston, twenty four nothing. Storm right back. A couple plays start going start going their way, and you don't take advantage, and you don't like Tyler said, you don't put touchdowns on the board. They'll they'll get back in the game. It's like watching it's like watching a basketball team. It's like watching go to say shoot threes. They they'll keep shooting, and if you don't make, you're gonna regret it at the end of the game. And for you know, I looked at Josh Allen. I was like, you know, he he's still a step away. And that coach said, like you said, they're still they're still a step away. They're still not quite there. They made a, they made a huge leap though. They made and they they made, they made huge leaps under McDermott. They look great every year. They've gotten better, but to take that next step, I'm be I'll be honest. I don't know what the answer is for Kansas City because 
can you really score with this team? Like, and, and they seem to have guys, like the guys that are supposed to be the stars there, they all want to be there. So none of them are really looking to take these big deals and leave. They all want to stay and they want to create a dynasty there. So that team's all bought in and, they, and, they, and they're all in on, on winning championships. So I mean, with that, how that team's currently constructed and how Mahomes plays and how Kelsey and Hill produce, I don't really know if there's an answer in the AFC for that team in, in the upcoming years. I, it's it's tough for me to say that. Yeah, probably so. Um, you know, and, and it just becomes. Um, I, you're right. And you, Tyler, and I meant to go back to it, and you you hit the nail on that too. Is yeah, they they got in the red zone, the Bills a couple times, and you walk away field goals. You can't do it. You, you just you got to go punch for punch with them. Now that takes us to the NFC game, where if anybody can go, you know, toe to toe with them, it's got to be Tampa Bay. I, I sat there, and, and you know, the interesting part about that game though was. It was like Brady, you look at his stats and he's throwing three touchdowns and everything's going great. And he throws three interceptions. I'm like, what is going on? And to watch watch Brady, um I, I'm sitting in my mind and I and I don't know uh who put it out there today, um, but um it might have been one of y'all, I can't remember, but somebody said something to the fact of he just picked a team and said, I'll go, I'll go to this team and take him to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he's like, you know, he could just pick whoever and take him to the Super Bowl. Um I he is the GOAT, and I can't wait to see you know him play against Kansas City. My thoughts are that, and we'll talk about Super Bowl in just a sec, he can do it and he can take that team to do it. The thing that's going to stand with me the entire game, um, and it, probably you guys too, is um, the call on fourth down and goal. When it's three minutes to go, you're down eight um, to not go for it. And then number two, everybody's going to gripe and complain about the pass interference call. Um when, you know, the guy, um, I don't know who it was, clearly had the jersey. He was holding it. So, I mean, stop with that. Um, but I, I just I, – listen, watching Tom Brady play and, and bring that team to where they've been, I was just – I don't know. I was blown away. Shantese, thoughts? Okay. So, I'll start by saying I'm I'm impressed that Tom Brady got this into the Super Bowl in year one because I didn't think they'd get there in year one. I thought they would go about 10-6. and six. They went 11 and five. I thought they would probably get knocked out by, by the divisional round. And, and, and he exceeded my expectations. I will say in that game, he got saved by his defense. That deep that Tampa Bay defense did a phenomenal job because those edge rushers, JPP, Barry, they made life a living hell for Aaron Rodgers back there. I mean, and, and for any quarterback, and we, we talked about it every week on the podcast when we play great quarterbacks. We said the one thing you have to do, move them off the spot. I don't care how mobile these guys may, may seem. They don't want to throw off balance every, on every play. Every play seemed like a struggle for Aaron Rodgers to create. He made he made his plays. Obviously, he's a great quarterback, so he made his plays. But they had they had a big – those two interceptions that, that Brady threw back-to-back. Your defense comes up with back-to-back stops. That's, that, that saved the game. Because you're, yeah. any other week, any other game, you're supposed to lose when you throw three interceptions. Right through two back to back, and your defense came up with back to back stops. That deep, I get, I gotta give a lot of credit to that Tampa Bay defense. Tom Brady doing the right. I mean, he, he did, he did the right things, making making timely plays when he's supposed to. Um, that pass interference, I, it was, it was a little bit more blatant than the ones that weren't called before. I'll say that. But the only issue I, that I think I had, and not necessarily because it was Tom Brady, and I don't, I didn't want to see him get back to the Super Bowl. It's because. You've not called this all all day, and we and we and we saw some earlier throughout the day that were like, you you should have called that, you should have called that one, and you wait till, and then not only did you not not only did you call it, but you waited like 10, 15 seconds after the play, and I'm like, it it might have been more than that, dude. It might have. I, I was like, oh, then I go, and I'm like, 
I thought he got away with it because I, I knew it passed the front as soon as I saw. It. I'm like, yeah. he got he got away with it. Then the flat comes in late. Now I just you know, but I mean, aside from that, like I said, Tampa Bay deserves a lot of credit. Tom Brady deserves a lot of credit. But Todd Bowles and that defense, JPP and Barrett deserve a a a lion's share of the credit for what they did yesterday in that game. Agreed, Tyler. Yeah, you know, it's um from from the time Brady got in there, it's you know, it's really just remarkable how he goes in there with a bunch of new faces in a COVID year, and you know, brings them this far. And I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I mean, in the beginning of the season, um, my initial thought was that they would be in the Super Bowl. But then after thinking about some more and some of the acclimation that they would have to go through, I was, uh, you know, that last last week went against the Saints even. That was a surprise to me. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm just glad it's not the Saints in the Super Bowl right now because, you know, as Panthers fans, that's the number one public enemy number one. But, you know, you know that's our, that is our rival in the Super Bowl. So we got to root against them, of course. Yeah. But, you know, that game was um, – you know, it was, it was cool to see, uh, you know, two you know legendary quarterbacks to go back and forth at it. But it was really it was, that game was really about the defense. That's what won the game there. Um, so it, that's what it came down to, and uh, it was fun to watch. Um, it was like, it's kind of more of a sloppy game. Uh, not not the best, not the cleanest game in the world. But um, you know, it just it just goes to show that that Buccaneers defense is fast and aggressive. And if you catch them on the wrong day, they're gonna they're gonna make you pay. Um, yeah, I, I agree. So as we think about Two weeks from now, the Super Bowl. Um, I it, listen. It it could be a, an entertaining game like crazy. My my thing is, um, and I guess y'all y'all have changed my mind a little bit. I'm curious just to see how that Tampa Bay D will deal with that Kansas City offense. And I mean, obviously Brady is not going to run the ball like Mahomes does. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I don't know. I, the the stage is not going to be too big for either one of them. Obviously. Um, so I'll get your thoughts on it and prediction for me. I, I see like, I, it could be a shootout. I see, I, I think Tampa Bay wins. Um, I really do. I think they win. It's going to be like 45, 45, 41 like that. Uh, Tom, what you think for the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, I could see the shootout. It's, it's going to be about the turnovers in this one. It's going to be about the turnovers. It's going to be about, you know, opportunities. Uh, it's, I'll, I'll go. I'll go 31-24 uh, Chiefs, Chiefs win. Um, yeah, like I said, it's about the defense, about the turnovers. Whoever's going to do that is going to win. Whew, this was going to be – it's going to be interesting because, you know, I think it was, it was Eric Fisher, the, the, the starting tackle for Kansas City, I think he went down yesterday. Yeah. So, with those edge rushes for Tampa, I, this, this could be a day where I could see Mahomes throwing an interception late and, and, and losing this game because I don't – if that defense plays to the level they played off, so played at the last two games, they'll win against Kansas City. I think they'll do. I think they'll do enough. I think. I, I think if Kansas City was were to go down early against uh, Tampa Bay like they did against Buffalo, they may not be able to get that back. Right. It's just going to be a. It's a, it's a. It's a very thin line you're playing with Tom Brady. So I'll take Tampa, and I'm gonna. I'll. I'll go 33-30. Okay, cool. And, you know, the interesting part is, too, you know, we all kind of cr- – I mean, listen, whether you love Tom Brady or you don't, um, he is Tom Brady. And not only now did he take a team to the Super Bowl year one with him, but now you're playing at home. Seriously? Come on. I mean <laughs> – Look, I got – you, you know, I, I will say this. They make it very easy for the conspiracy theorists to say, look, you know what, the fix is in. You know, I, I, I will say this does give me Super Bowl 50 vibes. I mean, look – because it felt right for us when we when we went there. I was like, man, there is no way possible, and especially when Tom Brady and them got eliminated 
the round before against Denver. I'm thinking, bro, there's no we don't want to play Tom Brady. I was I was worried about playing Tom Brady in that Super Bowl. I'm like, I didn't want to play him. I'm like, there is no reason we should lose against Peyton Manning, who's I, he can't even throw the ball past ten yards. There's no way we lose this game, right? 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 <laughs> and you start thinking, are they really about to send Tom Brady out? Is, is, would this be his final Super Bowl at home? And you hate, and he rises off to the sunset. Listen, it, listen. If well, I said it this, I'll say it again. If he wins this one, and that would make seven. Um, I do buy go. You're done. I mean, what else do you do? What else do you do? You Need just ride on and go. Um, that, that's my thought. Along those lines, so we got our Super Bowl talk. Here's the interesting part, and it's going to kind of segue into as we think about the Panthers a little bit. What I found interesting was some of the remarks, and I don't think it's ever going to happen, but Aaron Rodgers and his comments after the game about nobody really knows who's going to be around next year. Really? You're, you're, you're going to leave? Um, and then there's, there's talk of Stafford to the Colts and, you know, Deshaun and everything else. I mean, what do we do? I mean, it, it's so weird as I'm sitting here thinking about it of going, okay, if Rodgers leaves, if, if, if Big Ben doesn't come back or Big Ben, I mean, who, I, I, just, I don't know anymore, but as, as a Panthers fan, um, where do we go now? I mean, do 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 we still go after Deshaun? Is that is that something we should even be thinking about? Is that never going to happen? Because I've heard he's mentioned the Jets in Miami. Um, or do I mean, if all of a sudden Rodgers is out there or Stafford, I mean, where do you guys, as we think about the Panthers now, and, and we kind of concluded that Teddy is what it is. Where do we go with with these quarterbacks that might be out there? Shantese, what do you think, man? So. Whew. I ain't going to lie. It gets kind of dicey. I mean, you stay after go, going after Watson. Because, look, this our team is – if we were better on defense and we had a defense that I knew would be within that top 10 to 15 range, then I say go. you, you can go get you one of those veteran guys and then take the offense that we have and just go ahead and try to put go all in the Super Bowl like how, you know, Tampa Bay did with Tom Brady. But because we don't have that, I say you still got to play for the future. You know, given the, I don't want to go up anything for, for Matthew Stafford, even though I like I like him, I, I really I really do like him. I think he's been, he's just been hampered by a horrible franchise. Who else? Like and, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I mean, I would love to have him, but I mean, what I mean, he, what we have and what he does just wouldn't. It, 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 he would still be carrying, he would still be carrying a team instead of a team pretty much helping him get to. The, get to the promised land. So I think you had, you would still have to go Watson if you go anyone. And if and if that doesn't work, all us fails, man, you gotta go quarterback in the draft. I'm I'm all, I'm almost getting to that point where if it if, if it's starting to become too much of a too much of a hassle, then just go quarterback in the draft. Let's just go get our own guy and just try to build and try to build from there. I won't but my heart is telling me go get Deshaun Watson if he's available. Well my son, uh Tyler, I'll get to you in a second. My middle kid, we were talking uh while he was home uh during break and it was literally the realm of Deshaun Watson, and I'll give this to Tyler. Deshaun Watson is what my kid said would make the would make the Panthers a Super Bowl contender right away. But <laughs> only I, I think only Brady does that right away. Um, I feel like you know a year or two you you can build it up, um, but you know getting Watson puts us in a really good spot, and I think you know. He, 
we'd be crazy not to throw an offer out there for Watson. I think we definitely should. It'd be a shame if we didn't. Um, right. But, you know, at some point, moving for making a trade for a superstar is sometimes out of your own control too. And it's, you know, it's turning, it's the NFL starting to like get towards the, the place where the NBA is at, where guys are asking for trades and then they should, they have the leverage so they can, but um, yeah, like where the Panthers are right now uh, with Stafford and Rogers, I don't think, you know, going after them, I don't think we're fully there ready yet. I mean, we have some good pieces. I think we're just a few more pieces away outside of the quarterback spot and then we're ready to get there. So, you know, I, you know, I think we should throw out a trade out for Watson, but I like what Chauncey said about getting our own guy in the draft and, you know, doing this thing, you know, our, our own way. So, which, which leads us into, and I, I think the same thing. I, I think that's the route we go um, with the new GM. Uh, Scott Fitterer. Thank you. Um, so, with an, an you know an owner now that's still fairly new, and now you got a brand new GM, um, is it kind of exciting to maybe not you know the unknown of where this might end up? Like, is this you know could we see them pull the trigger and do these things? Um, is it a little exciting? Can you just talk a little bit about uh, the new GM, Tyler? And then well, I'll talk yeah. Yeah, you know, he was with Seattle and he stayed in there uh, for, you know, a long time. And to just to be able to stay in a, a front office, a building, you got to, you know, you got to impress a lot of different people. And he did. So he stuck around there. And so you you got to, you know, that's that's a good part. In it. But it's, it's tough to know a lot about these, uh, you know, some of these front office workers that aren't GMs because at the end of the day, they're not the ones making decisions. But they've been around guys that have definitely influenced them. And, you know, he was with the Seattle teams that you know, late round picks, they thrive in, you know, Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, uh, guys like that, you know, and so those late round picks, you know, those are huge and that's what can set you apart. So that, that's what I'm going to be looking for for him um, since he's been around it. Something that Seattle hasn't been great with is first round picks, kind of like we have, we've been good with the first round picks, so we might have to call Marty Herney up uh, into, on day one and then just go with Fitter for the rest of it. But, uh, but yeah, no, he, he's been around some successful programs, some good guys, and he's learned a lot. And so I think he definitely deserves it. So I'm excited to see what uh, he brings. You know, you know, as soon as he popped out and said that, you know, we're, we're going to be in play for any and everyone, any, any, any big free agent, we're going to at least be in the conversation. And that's a lot different than the tone we heard from Marty Hardy and, and Dave, and Dave Gettleman, because, you know, we're used, like I said, I said, I say that all the time. We were used to bargain bin shopping and just going to get who, who, who's, who's left over from the big signings already being made. So Scott Fitter, I think he'll bring a he. I mean, I think I'm impressed because of like Tyler said, you know, being a, a front office this long and you have to impress a lot of people and to be involved with building up one of the greatest defenses of all time. Now, I, I like I said, we don't like Tyler said, we don't know how much of a part he played into it, but he was still there. He he still has seen how how, how things operate over there that worked for them. And like and like and like Tyler said, they they were great at rounds two through seven. We were we've been great in the first round. We got to f- focus on building the building the, the rest of our roster. And if we were to make a trade for Deshaun Watson, which would be trading away our first round pick, having a guy like him that that understands how to build a roster in those later rounds would be really really would be perfect. And, and and again, I thought about this. He he was involved with the Jamal Adams deal. He 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 understands how you go about getting those deals done. I don't know if we, I don't know if he can because I just don't know. I just don't really don't think we have the assets to. Pull a deal, pull a deal off with Deshaun Watson in Houston, but I am excited for the fact that we'll, we'll we're going to at least be in the conversation for a lot of guys, and we're going to really make actual plays at getting better. Right, definitely not Herney and Gettleman. So we'll, uh, 
you know, we can go along those lines. Like you said, he, he's willing to do it. So it could be an interesting, uh, interesting few months. So we have the senior bowl coming up, if I'm correct. Um, Panther staff gets a chance to coach that. However, from what I've heard, Joe Brady will not be there um, for COVID-related issues, quote-unquote. Um, I, I mean, as excited as we were to have it, now all of a sudden he's not there. How much of a damper is that? Especially, you know, when you're thinking about the offensive side of the ball. Uh, is there any anything to that, Tyler, that we should be concerned about that he's not going to be there? Oh, I mean, I, they know who their roster is and stuff, so they know what they're looking at. And I'm sure we've had a nice look at everybody that we're going to be, you know, working with this week. So that part will be good. And you know how the technology is nowadays, but especially in these, you know, quarantine times, COVID. Uh, so they'll be able to get him in there and get his opinion and stuff. You know, you'd love to have him there coaching up these guys because, uh, you know, when they talk about him at LSU, he was he spent most of his time with the receivers there. Um, that's that's where he spent most of his time working. So you love to see him work with some of those guys. But you know, I think we'll be all right. We'll have our scouts there to get eyes on these guys. And but it's it's just it's just a great situation to have all these guys firsthand access with, and we can do whatever with them. And um, so it'll be it's gonna be a lot of fun to uh, see see how we uh, use these guys. And you know, I'm sure I'm sure at the end of the day we're gonna have a couple of these senior bowl guys on our team come April. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I, I mean, I, I, I trust, I do trust in, I do trust Joe Brady's talent evaluation of, of like of skill position players, like, 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 like Tyler said, he worked with receivers a lot at LSU. So I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really as worried. I feel like he's probably had his eye out on a lot, on a lot of these guys already. Seems to be a guy that seems like from what, from what we heard, seems to be a very well prepared individual. So I, I believe he's probably had his eye out. I appreciate sure he probably knew who, who he would have been coaching had he been there. So I, so I, so I think he'll keep his eye out and, and we still have other coaches there. I think coach, coach rule was there. If I'm not mistaken, I think he, I think he, I can't, I can't remember what position he coached. So I, so I mean, I, I, I think the communication probably there between him and rule. Um, I, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. Got it. All right. So um, we've talked some football here and uh, I want to end on this and this might be a little bit more of a conversation. It might take a couple more minutes to get through this, but obviously uh, Greg Olson has decided to hang up the cleats and retire. Um, and, you know, just what a uh, – I don't even know if I can, you know, justify his career with wording um, just because it was – you know, I, I looked at the stats and top five, you know, in terms of tight ends uh, and stats, playing the game, whatever. Um, I want to – I'll go to Shanti's first. Um, and just as you think about Greg, three things. What has he meant to the team? as well as the city, because I know what he's meant to the city, but your thoughts, maybe what is your most, you know, memorable moment of his career? And are we talking somebody who has never won a Super Bowl, played in, but never won um, Hall of Fame? Okay, so the, can you repeat it? Sure. No, yeah. Obviously, just overall what he's meant to the Panthers and the city of Charlotte. Wait, what he's been for Carolina? I mean, he's the greatest tight end I've, I've watched wear Donna Panthers jersey, man. I mean, you think about it because the level of consistency he brought to Carolina. I mean, I, I, I remember when he made the deal for, him. and I, I I remember how good he was in Chicago. He was he was a good tight end in Chicago. I was surprised. I was just surprised that he was even available. I was surprised that they would be willing to trade him up for. We got him for next to nothing, and the way and the way he came in, the way he really became the best tight end quietly in the league, and nobody talked about. It. Like even for the year that he dominated, mind you, he was the first tight end to ever record consecutive thousand yard season. I think was the record at the time when he set was three. And so, I mean, he 
he's he's meant a lot. I obviously to, to the community. Obviously, what he's done with with, with Levine's children Children's Hospital. He had. I mean, he, he's had such a huge impact. And like, like a lot of our stars, man, they they touch us in more ways than just football. And and, and he, he was no different. So I definitely appreciate everything he brought to this organization as far as far as from a community perspective. And and as far as on the field, man, when he was healthy, you couldn't. He, there was no <laughs> argument that he was that he was top three. Top three, you can you can put him at the top. You can put him. You can place him anywhere. But he he was definitely top three for the major for the majority of his time in Carolina. You know, Tyler. Let me go to you, and then we'll go back and forth. So, Tyler, just yeah, what if you meant to the Carolina fans and fans? Yeah, no, Greg, uh, we absolutely jipped the Bears on that trade. First of all, and uh, we should have never got that. But we, you know, we'll take it and run with it because you know we don't we don't get many of those. So we'll take that. Uh, you know, tight end um, who was always at the top of the league. Always the top of the league, um, and you know, one of the most respected tight ends too, and one of the most respected men in the league. Uh, he he did so much for the city, so much for Charlotte, and just so much for the team. He was a leader. You saw it in the, uh, you know, the all or nothing with the Panthers. He, you know, I love that. I love watching him in that, and especially, you know, he he just means so much on the field and off the field. And uh, you know, tight ends not always the flashiest position, even though they are a skill position. Uh, you know, Greg's not out there running a four three like some of these other receivers are doing. But uh, there's a, there's even you know more athletic tight ends than Greg. But you know, he got the job done day in and day out. He's a good blocker, and then as a receiver, you know, he was one of the best in the league. He was one of the best in the league, and he just was so you know veteran savvy, technique savvy, and you had to appreciate that um, from him. And you know, you know the years that we were good, he was pretty much our only good receiving threat. So uh, he was crucial to the Panthers, and I think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, real quick, one story for me was I remember seeing him one morning at a Chick Fil A here in Charlotte, and he was there for about an hour. And everybody who came up and asked for a picture or asked for an autograph, he never turned them down. I mean, I don't know if he ever ate his breakfast, but he might have taken it to go. But he sat there for an hour. And anybody who came up and said hello to him, talked to him, I know he's taking a picture with my kid. Um, I know, you know, Jack had a chance to interview him and stuff. And so, um, yeah, kudos to him there. Um, most memorable moment. Uh, we might all have the same. I don't know, but I'm going to – you guys are thinking. Uh, was it – and I don't – you guys help me a little bit because I'm a little less in the uh, – the catch, was it against Seattle? Yeah, that's what came to mind for me. That's yeah. what I'm saying. At, yeah. At Seattle, <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, to me, that's oh, yeah. that's the that that to me is the top. Yeah, man. That that, that it, it incited. A, it, I mean, at that point, going. In, I remember going into that game. You know, Seattle had always been our rival up until that point, but we never could get over the hump. And we we, we we thought we always thought we were close, but that game right there, we uh, that's when I that's when I knew, I'm like, okay, no, we can win the Super Bowl. This we, we I said we're definitely the best in the NFC. I believe we we go into Seattle. With that, pre- with that, with that, my pressure win that game, and Greg Olson being right there at the forefront of that of that moment, and you know, it makes sense him and Cam being at the forefront, of one of the biggest moments in franchise history, getting that getting that signature win. I mean, you we won that game, and at that point, you knew like this is this is something special going on here. Tyler, same. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, you just gotta appreciate it. Gotta appreciate all he's done, and um, that moment uh, was. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Greg Olson. Uh, that you know, and that just clutches situation. Like I was just saying, clutch situation. Who do we go to? Greg, our best receiver, most reliable guy. And I, I think you know that defines him on the field and off the field. So you know, I'm definitely going to be missed. I think it's definitely time. It was definitely about time to hang it up for him. But yeah. uh, but you know, I'm, congratulations to him for a great career. And I agree too. The whole gist of and you hit you hit the nail on the head there again uh, in terms of as I thought about him, you know so many clutch moments, not big moments, but just moments that like, 
I would always go, you know, Cam's going to find Greg on this third down. And Greg just knew where to go and find that opening and just whatever the route was. And to have, you know, a, a tight end you're so confident in, you know where he's going to be. Um, and to have that relationship is pretty awesome. Okay, so final question. Um, and people might argue this. I, I would not. Uh, Hall of Famer, yes or no? Oh, yeah. And- yeah. Oh, well, yes. oh, okay. So, like, like, like you spoke on before when we first got on the topic, I looked I look up his numbers. He's about top 10, top five in every in, in every tight end category. My, are there guys coming up, pushing up, the, pushing up to get him? Yeah. But by the time he, but when, but when he left the game and went at his peak of the game, was he considered the best at his position? Now, considering who was also in the league at the time, and I know I spoke on this before, they, some people may say no. But there is no, there, there's no denying what he did at his peak. Three consecutive thousand yard seasons at that at that position. The first to do that, you have to consider. You have to take that into, into consideration and say that he's definitely a Hall of Famer. First ballot, ah, uh, nah, he won't be first ballot. Uh, he'll probably definitely be second or third. Uh, I, I, I would, I, I would want to bet on second, and that's and that, and that would be the that would be like the like the earliest he would get in. I can see him going third though. So that's 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 where that's where I'm at on that. Tyler? Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, not first, I don't think. Um, he definitely should get in. And even though during his career, he was probably never the best tight end in the league. But if you only if you only did that with a Hall of Fame where you only put the best player at their position for their time in, it, it wouldn't be worth it. Like, there's, there's countless guys right now that should be in that aren't even the best in their uh, – in their position group. So he should definitely be in. He was one of the top three every year um, at his prime. So, you know, he definitely earned it. And, you know, I think the hall of fame takes into account some of the off the field stuff too. So, and he, he's checked all those boxes also. So he's definitely, you know, he, he deserves a busting can and uh, it's going to be hard to convince me otherwise. I will just uh, back you guys on all that. I, I agree whether it, it'll be first, I doubt it. Um, second or third. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, we could argue, was he the best at the time? You know, there's a lot of people who put up points. Was there anybody more consistent? Um, you know, you go 3,000 yard, you know, you do that three consecutive seasons um, and no other tight end, you know, does it here or there or whatever when he's doing that. It's that consistency, that that work ethic, um, what he's done with, the, you know, the Levine's Children's Hospital. Um, and I honestly think, too, um, the broadcasting is going to help a ton because people will remember who he is. Yeah. Um so as we come along, people will go, oh, Greg Olson, where some tight ends don't bring up people now. And I'm 52 and I'm 53 and I'm going, who is that? I'm telling when you. About, when they were talking about, you know, uh, who's, who might be, you know, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I'm like, who is that player? I'm telling you. I, you Tony Gonzalez is probably essentially the best tight end to, to play the game. But I think, but like, I look at Shannon Sharp. I look, you look go back and look at Shannon Sharp's numbers. And I, you know, he, he retired before I could really even understand football. So, I understand. I know who Shannon Sharp is because of what he's done in television, and right. that plays a huge part in why some of these guys are revered the way they are because you see them a lot, and when right. they, and when and when, and when, they're, and when they stay relevant in the public eye, and, and they, 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 mm-hmm. they, they, you know, for guys like me that are younger, me and Tyler, they stay relevant, and you and you then you go back and look at, them, okay, well, oh, he did this, or oh, his numbers were this, and then you start you start revering them a little bit more, and you'll say, okay, because of the name recognition, you you'll want you'll you'll believe they should be in. And who's the first person for me comes to mind is Tony Romo. I, I mean, Tony to me was okay. I mean, he never set the world on fire. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, he's you know I, he'll he'll find his way in there at some point. Well, but because I mean, it may be because of the announcing. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, it you know unless he gets into coaching or something like that. But hey, listen, 
it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks as we lead up to the Super Bowl. Obviously, though, after the Super Bowl, we'll be full-fledged into, um, you know, free agency, draft, the schedule coming out. Um, we know who our opponents are, so maybe next week or so, in the next week or two, we'll break down the opponents for next season. Um, it's hard to think we need to be thinking about that, but we will. But in the meantime, obviously, uh, for all our fans out there, thank you uh, for all you guys do in terms of following us. Um, it's cool to sit here and do this with uh, not only my son, but these two guys. And, um, you know, we're enjoying it. Um, we'll keep bringing content to you on our social media. Make sure you check that out. Um, and really until next time, keep pounding.